Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, Episode 3. Today, we're going to be doing a mini-review on Battlefront. We'll be reading our review on iTunes. We're going to talk about weapons, game modes, and graphics. And then we're going to discuss our thoughts on a Battlefront sequel. Let's get started. To start off, we're going to do our review. This review is written by Tom45 Space 12. This podcast gives you information about Star Wars Battlefront, obviously. Anyway, it includes great info about the game that will definitely be helpful if you have or are going to buy the game. So thanks a lot for that review. Thank you very much. And if you want to be featured in the podcast, just leave a review on iTunes. Also subscribe. Yes. And if you would like to also be featured, you can send us an email. It is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. So let's talk about a mini-review. Sage, what are your thoughts on the new Battlefront game? Battlefront is an awesome game. We have only been able to play three out of the 13 modes. The other ones are online only. We have gotten to play training, battles, and survival. But you really haven't played survival yet. No, I haven't played survival. It's really fun, but super hard. Yes, I and Stone were trying to beat it on Master AI. And they failed miserably. Made it like to wave four. But on um, hard, we made it to like wave eight. Pretty good for only playing three days. My favorite survival map is definitely Tatooine. You can also play on Hoth, Indoor, Sullust, or Tatooine. Tatooine looks real. Tatooine's my favorite. We've also played Hoth and Indoor. Indoor's really hard, though, but you can see Ewoks up in the trees. You haven't played Sullust yet? No. Now let's talk about some hero battles, which we have been playing a very lot of. A very lot of. A very lot of. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the villains. You have Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and Emperor Palpatine. And for the heroes, you've got Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Princess Leia. Sam? Okay. Let's start with Boba Fett. He has his flamethrower, rocket. I can't really remember his third ability, but he does have a jetpack and his weapon. His weapon does overheat fast, but you should play him on open maps such as Tatooine and Hoth. Next is Darth Vader. He is good on open or enclosed maps, but you have to have someone watching his back, such as your AI troopers. So he has um, Force Choke, Lightsaber Block, and a Saber Throw. His Saber Throw does 20 damage. His Force Choke does 10 damage, so that's 30 damage combo right there. They have a cooldown, and it really cools down really fast. Um, and finally, Emperor Palpatine. He has his Force Lightning, which is his kind of L2 ability, such as um, Boba Fett's jetpack. It has a reload time, so you have 100 energy to use your lightning, and when that runs out, you have to let it recharge. He has another lightning ability in his uh, main abilities, which kind of like chains people. So if there's a group of five rebels, you just use that ability on one of them, and all of the rebels are dead. And also he has... Force Dash, which is good to get behind your enemies and force force shock them. And he has, finally, he can block bullets with his just hands, like dissolving them. So that's all the villains, Sage. So what are the hero's abilities? I've got one thing to add about Darth Vader. His force choke reaches extremely far. Like, his force choke reaches farther than Luke Skywalker's force push. I was going up against Stone, and he was getting me all the way from the edge of the map to, like, half of the map. And it does a lot of damage. 
So starting off this off, we've got Luke Skywalker. He has Force Dash, Force Push. Then he's got a Heavy Lightsaber hit. Darth Vader also has one. And when you both use that at the same time, you get this animation where they're both striking lightsaber blades. And you have to spam the right tr- right trigger button. Then you've got Han Solo. Han Solo has Lucky Shot, Rapid Fire, and Shoulder Rush. Shoulder Rush is really good if you are in a tight jam and need to get away fast and do tons of damage. Now we get to my personal favorite, Princess Leia. She is awesome. She's really good in open maps. You can place down the reinforced shield. You can shoot through that shield with, with Hot Shot. And then you can regen your health with Supply Drop. The way to use Princess Leia is to you place down your shield and then you run out there, try and do as much damage with your uh, with your Hot Shot. And then run back into the shield and do your regen of health. Sam, let's talk about some weapons we've been using. Yeah, some. Uh, I've been lately using the DL44, which is a heavy blaster pistol. It does actually, massive amounts of damage. It's actually Han Solo's blaster. Also, I was playing with the A280C, which is a decent gun. I'm, I'm kind of stopped using it. It's a good all-around gun. All of the bars... It's damage, ready to fire, cooldown, and damage. Did I say damage twice? I don't know. <laughs> well, they're all half. Hashtag double damage. I was also playing with a... I'm not sure if this is how you would say it. It's the RTC-90. I'm not sure if that's the name of it, but it's... It is a heavy... It's a heavy blaster. It has a huge rate of fire, and... I mean, you can span... You can hold the left trigger button... For like 20 seconds. You can hold it for 10 to 15 seconds without it over, overheating. Overheating. And then when it overheats, you obviously just wait until it gets into that yellow line and press square, which is on PlayStation. And then it automatically put, becomes non-overheated. Okay, let's talk about the graphics. <laughs> I think it looks awesome. My favorite looking map is definitely Tatooine. I haven't really played much on Indoor. Indoor is my favorite. It is awesome. I'm not sure if it'd be my favorite because the map on battles is so tiny. You have uh, a docking or landing pad in the middle, then you a uh, hangar, whatever. It's actually a pretty big map, but a bunch of indoors. Indoors. Indoor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it has two um two buildings across from each other where you each spawn, and then a landing pad in the middle. Yeah, and also you can go into some of the forest, but not very far. The landing pad right in the middle is one of the worst places to be if you are a trooper. They're like, hey, look, there's a guy right there. Pop, 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 pop. You're dead. Yeah, but my brother Stone has a tactic where he goes to the end of the docking bay where there's a power power up. up, And he gets the power ups until, and he starts using the infantry turrets and squad shield until he's claimed the whole middle. Yeah, so he's got this. He's got a squad shield. He's got a turret, and then he's got a man turret that he can use. So he's pretty much covered at all times. Also, on the battles, you can't pick your star cards. They're randomly picked. So each map, the Wookie, the Grenader, Scout. Each map has two different hands named, like as Sam was saying, Wookie or Scout and Indoor, I believe. So they've got different hands. My favorite hand of all is the ones with the jet p- jump packs. 
They're just so good to have, especially on Hoth. Very true. Also, I like the Barrage, which is a grenade launcher that shoots three grenades. Yeah, he Sam's killed me so many times using that. And I also like the homing missile, which can one-shot you. <laughs> yeah, you get this little red thing that starts beeping towards you. You gotta, you're like, oh no, run! An explosive in a um, squad shield actually does more damage. Yeah, so you need to, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna use a grenade while someone's got a squad shield, run in the squad shield, put down the grenades, then run for your life. It destroys the squad shield, and whoever in it is in it, it kills. I made the mistake of shooting a, a my own proximity proximity bomb. bomb inside the squad shield, and I blew up. If you're smart with a, prox- a proximity bomb, it can do um, it can kill you automatically. Like you go to their base, drop it by their door, they walk out automatically killed it's like a it de- it's like a detecting mime a mine a mime a mine a detecting so if, it, mime, you got so if you go into the, anywhere near it it blows up kaboom now let's talk about the battlefront sequels so ea's ceo or cfo i cannot remember exactly has said they plan to make more battlefront games this is going to be a while away, though, because they're still going to be releasing DLC content for years to come. Yeah, I'd say the next game we're getting is... Probably going to be on the next PlayStation, maybe. Yeah, one to two years, I would say. Stone just interrupted us. Okay, so we were talking about the Battlefront sequels that are coming out. and It's not announced, but it should be on the next PlayStation or a few years. Yeah, if it's not on the next PlayStation, they are going to... Put it very late in the PlayStation's life cycle. Unless PlayStation's looking for the six-year install base that they did with the PlayStation 3 to the PlayStation 4. Um, But I'm just looking forward to the season pass right now. When we can get enough money, we're going to pre-order it. Yeah, it's... I'm so looking forward to those four new heroes and villains. I still have not decided who the heck they could put for the villains. Yeah, there's tons of heroes they could get. Tons, but not much. Unless they have, they could have the assassin droid. That's not that overpowered, but it would be pretty cool. Like he has an like a bomb shooter or something. A bazooka, a bazooka, and they did. They didn't say sequels. They said future Battlefront games. So they might have like spinoff story games uh, based on Battlefront stuff like that. What do you think, Sam? Um. They're probably going to do some kind of spinoff because this is covering what they could possibly do. Because there's so many game modes in this, and they're going to be adding even more with DLC content. And they have to squeeze as many games out of this 10-year contract that EA and Disney have as as much as they can. That's why I'm thinking around two years. I don't like how EA puts their name on everything. Yeah. Uh, AT&T used to do that with all of the phones, and then... Apple was like, no, you're not ruining the beauty of the iPhone with the stinking with the stinking AT&T sign on it. Yeah, the logo would look a lot smoother without the EA sign on there. I mean, all they do is publish just publish the game and provide the money, right? Yeah. They're basically like the producer. They are the producer. But I'm glad they don't have complete rights over it. Like over the game specifically, or they would have so many 
microtransactions would blow your mind out. Like, um, I think it's NFL, the Madden NFL games. They are crazy with the microtransactions. And Battlefield, right? Yeah, I think Battlefield has some, too. Let's talk, Sam, let's talk about the reviews that are coming out of Battlefront. So we watched a GameSpot review, and they did not know what they were talking about. They said it had nine modes when it actually has 13. And they were just talking about those nine modes being in only multiplayer. Yeah, I guess this guy meant it's only multiplayer, but it's not. You can play single player or couch co-op. So this guy did not know who what he was talking about. Well, the IGN review, they got the map right. They were they weren't biased with their review. There's been a lot of crap going on in Battlefront. Comparing it to Battlefield, while it's not, they've been comparing it to other games that aren't even in the shooter genre. I mean, look at the Call of Duty games. They have skimped out on many features, but they're not getting yelled at because they've been doing it for so long. This is a new game, people. You don't have to freak out over a new game just because it has the same name as the other ones. And as DLC releases, Battlefront should become more popular. Yeah, the DLC will definitely flesh out the world. The um, I'm really hoping that they have a single-player campaign or something like that. Or yeah. at least a story mode. Like through the last three movies? Yeah, maybe they could have like Luke Skywalker running through the Hoth bases and stuff, helping out. Something like that. And I really wish Battlefront took where they could change their outfits in response to the different maps. I mean, because Princess Leia doesn't need a Hoth suit on Tatooine. It's burning up out there. And Han Solo's barely dressed in Hoth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the movies, he's bundled up. And then you've got Luke Skywalker, who's Return Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker... Why is he on Hoth like that? But I think they nailed it with the... The villain's costumes are obviously all around. They don't need any different costumes. Yeah. Because Han... uh, I mean, Hanzilla. I mean, Boba Fett, he looks like he could be pretty warm. Um, Darth Vader. Emperor has a dress on. He should be pretty warm. (laughs) Darth Vader. He looks pretty warm with that little base plate controlling his temperature. Yeah, plus it's heated. control temperature in there. Yeah. AC. And he's got that voice changer, though, so he should have a warmth setting or something. Because it would get pretty chilly in the Death Star without one. Well, that's it for this episode of the Battle Star Wars Battlefront podcast. If you have a review on the Star Wars Battlefront, just email us at the Battlefront podcast. What is it? Just Battlefront podcast. Battlefront podcast at gmail.com. I don't even know my own email address. If you'd like to tweet at us, it is at T-Y-E-D-Y-E Sheep Film or Y-T actually. So it's Tie-Dye Sheep Y-T. T-Y-E for the tie. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening. Please rate us and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Goodbye.
It's actually a pretty big map, but a bunch of indoors. Indoors. Indoor. <laughs> <laughs> okay.